this is an ode to my childhood, the Alyssa who wore Little Mermaid snow boots to first grade every single day <laughs> and who was a mermaid for Halloween. How old were you when you were a mermaid um, for Halloween? I dressed my babies up as flounder for Halloween and I was still Ariel. <laughs> okay, so old enough to know So <laughs> it's only been a couple of years. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice Messages Podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Lindsay. We have a passion for music and the voice, and we love sharing the insights we've gained to help others elevate their voices and their lives. In this podcast, we will listen to what's really going on in the voices all around us to see what messages there are for us in our own voices. Presented by A Love Voice Studio. We're going to listen to some Jodie Benson. And then I thought, what a perfect Disney movie, yeah? Jody Benson is the OG Ariel from the Disney movie. Then we are going to listen to Sierra Boggess on Broadway, who originated the part of Ariel in The Little Mermaid on Broadway. And then finally, we're going to listen to Halle Bailey, who is the new Little Mermaid in the new movie um, that is coming live out action. or has come out, mm-hmm, the live action Little Mermaid. So let's do it. I'm excited. Started. That's your on land. They understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why does it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore that shore of a boat? Tell me, which yeah. one do you hear playing in your head? Do you hear Jody Benson in your head yes. when you when you sing the song? I absolutely used to hear Jody Benson. That's what I heard for the majority of the time until I heard the Broadway version. And then it was like, oh, this can be, this can okay, be different. Spoiler. This can be taken to a new level. Okay. Yes, exactly. Which okay, we'll listen so to. But what I want to point out with Jody Benson is that it wasn't until I did listen to different mm. versions that it even made me go back and listen and realize that it wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't as powerful, but that it wasn't taken to those places that I had thought they were when I was a kid, like when I listened to it. Emotionally, I thought that it was at this level and I, I knew it was at that level and I felt it. I mean, and a lot of that is the movie magic, right? But and Jody, you know, she sings it with emotion too. Yes, I love where you're going. Well, let's talk about yes. that. Where she, what she does. So yeah. on "Ready to Stand," it's you know, "Betcha on the understand," right? It's just a nice, mm-hmm. simple, clean lyric sound. And then "Ready yes. to Stand" and is when she leans into that sound a little bit more to get a little more power. She's using that thyroid the TA. A little more, a little yeah. more muscle, if you will, in that chord closure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as soon as that's Indeed, done, she backs off a little bit. bit. Um, and mm-hmm. then, um, I think it, the words that are interesting to listen to are "burn" 
and turn. They rhyme only a pitch apart. And yet they're very different in the way they're pronounced. And then when you get to plore, you you hear almost, you hear a flip that I never yeah. heard growing up. That, that's exactly what I hear in the the explore. That's the part to me that leaves you. I want to be careful with the way I word this because I don't want to say leaves you wanting more. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's not true. Because when you do end up comparing it to the Broadway version, you're like, whoa, there's so many different things you can do. But I do know know what you mean. It's It's, like, it's not that it needed to be more to be more powerful. Ariel in 1992. One ninety-two. That that was mm-hmm. big. That that what she did. Yes. Um. It's very clean. Yes, it's also yeah, it's, it's the very... onset of the new of the modern Disney princess. Yes. Yes. Before we knew that they could become Broadway shows. Well, yeah. I mean, before that, Disney princesses were Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, and mm-hmm. Snow White, which is yes. totally yes. different. Cinderella. Those were the Disney princesses so before different. that, and that vocally is so different, so light, so head voicey. Yes. And doesn't push yeah. anything to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the stories, That's I mean, you can right. see that in the stories themselves. Yeah. But I think over time that women, women's voices have become, have become lower. Like that we not necessarily become lower, but it's like the whole Lauren Bacall I think that's who the the actresses were. Like she had that low voice and that became the attractive sound mm-hmm. where before everything was high and feminine. Even Marilyn Monroe is that higher voice, right? Yeah. And then we've got this, this TA, this chest voice, this power voice and just who women were and the idea of who women should be or would want yes. to idealize changed. And so I think yes. that Jody Benson's version is probably a split between the two. I think you're right. When you think about it in those, from that perspective, she is kind of pushing yeah. it a little bit. As far as the envelope, she's yes. pushing the envelope. And it she's taking it from a, that head voicey, you know, super proper princessy. And she's making it a little bit more contemporary with a little bit more of that mix. But it's not pushing into anything anything outside of that. Not into like a, a pop yeah. sound or a Broadway sound or anything like that. It just kind of stays in a nice and... A clean, clean place, Disney like princess said. for the mm-hmm. early 90s. Yeah. yeah. And left its mark, yes. clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> now we're going to listen to the Broadway version. On land, they understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stay. Questions and get some answers. What's a fire? And why does it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore the shore of the Different. Definitely different. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. A lot more passion. And again, yes. it's not to say that Jody Benson's wasn't passionate, 
but a lot more of that cry, a lot more of that obvious heart. Yeah. I, it feels like like desperation. Yeah. What I'm hearing, what I, I took notes on the different places where her voice started to get that greater intensity, right? That greater chord closure, that, that not, and that's not even it was oh, that deeper yes. connection, that heavier sound. It started yes. a lot earlier yes. than Jody Benson. Jody Benson's uh, bright young mm-hmm. women, sick of swimming, right? That's very light. And that's mm-hmm. like, it's just one of those kind of thought processes, but Sierra uh, women and swimming is that's a heavier sound that she's using. And that really mm-hmm. leads into ready to stand and ready to know what, and that blocks off a little bit. So there's still a lot of contrast in it, but she adds that weight more often. So by the time she gets to explore, explore that shore up, it's big and there's not a flip, not a transition. And yeah, her burn and turn were quite similar in their production. Um, Her vowel, she modified her vowel more on turn and they didn't have as much R in it. Mm-hmm. But that was re- like the vowel changing kind of took the R out of it, but they were a lot more similar in production. But again, uh, by the time she gets to explore that, I mean, no, you don't hear any bridges. You don't hear any flips. You don't hear any changes in the production of the sound. It's just that exactly. powerhouse belt. I feel like you don't have to be watching the YouTube video. You don't have to be seeing her to hear how big her yeah, mouth yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then to compare that with Jody Benson and not that she's doing, not that it's wrong, but just that it's just different. And her voice or her mouth is not as big. And so there's just a, there's huge comparison and a lot of it's style because obviously. But now as we move into Hallie Bailey's live action, I just think it will be interesting to hear what she takes from both you know, the classic Disney, but then also uh, the Broadway version. Bet you on land, they understand, but they don't reprimand it us. Bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Ready to know what the people know. Ask all my questions and get some answers. What's a fire? Why does it? What's the word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore that shore above Interesting. Interesting. Yes. What are your right? thoughts on that? Right. I hear a lot more, and and maybe I could just say pop influence. I think that it's very much trying to bring it to like a more contemporary style. What was curious to me was um, on Explore Up Above and the way that she takes it into her, the, the way that it resonates. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was fascinating to me, and I wanted to. I wanted to talk about that. I totally agree with you on the pop. It it you know takes you've got we've got Disney Princess, and then you've got Broadway, and then it moves into well now we're just going to popify this a little bit, and so there are cries yeah. in her voice that are definitely absent yes. in both of the other versions. Yes, she was making sure as she prepared for Stan, so that Stan and was her biggest weightiest moment. But by the time she got to explore. 
you would expect that to be the big money note. And it wasn't, even as she started, it was a lighter production. And I, this is just speculation, but I think it was an anticipation of the ascending line, right? The variation that she's taking on the part and it, it thins out, it gets smaller. And whereas the other sounds are like projecting forward, explore is coming back almost like going up instead of forward. So what is the voice message then? I think the message is that there are options. For sure that there are options. Think about what you're trying to express. Think about like historically, what if it matters? If you're performing a piece from like old school musical theater, some Rodgers and Hammerstein, it's probably less appropriate to do The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Music in a pop style. So stylistically, there's just lots of different techniques that you can apply, but there are lots of considerations that you want to make. Yes. I think that my takeaway here is when listening to a song like this, that it can be helpful to pull up lots of different versions. Because for me, I sing a lot Jody Benson. If I want to sing it more like Sierra Bogus, or if I want to sing it more like Halle Bailey, then I can compare the two and go, what is the difference here? What do I need to do? And I think that it makes it so much more clear instead of just trying to fly on your own or fly blind, you know, and then choose, you know, for myself as a singer, what I like, what I don't like, where I need to change things. Do I need to get lighter at some parts? Before I go up into the big note, do I need to engage more in order to bring it out more and get a stronger emotional response or climax of the song? Do I need to, would it be interesting if I bring in some contemporary trendy distortion? I don't know. And all within your (laughs) own wheelhouse of technique too. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Good takeaways. And that's our voice message for the week. Go forth. Create and elevate. And use your voices wisely. Bye. Bye. Bye.